Welcome to the Somos Church Podcast. We are so glad you're listening. This is Sergio and Beatrice, and we're the pastors here at Somos Church. We hope you feel encouraged, challenged, and inspired today. We love you. Enjoy the message. Good morning, beautiful people. I am so excited and pumped to be here uh, with you all as we are continuing our Holy Spirit Activate series. Um, How many of you guys have enjoyed this series? Yeah? Have you guys learned some stuff? Yes? Awesome. I know it's been uh, fun, right, on our end preparing these messages because God is um, really funny, has a you know, an awesome sense of humor, and so everything that we're coming to share, it's, you know, happening in our lives, and actually this week I had a really funny, now I'm laughing about it, but the, that day I was not laughing about it. Um, you know, my my daughter had her awards ceremony um, early this week, and, um, you know, it's it's a whole situation for us to get out of the house, um, so I literally have to plan, prepare, pack, from snacks to diapers to formula. I mean, it's just a lot, you know? And so this day I said, I am not going to be late to her award ceremony. Um, I want her to know that I am a dedicated mom, that I'm going to show up on time. And anyways, right, we were just about to leave the house. I, um, okay, I was going to say I threw my kids in the car. I didn't. I gently put them in the car, (laughs) strapped them up, and I got there and we're like, okay, we're on time. And I'm excited about to put my music and I turn the car on and sadly it was like the key is not detected in the car. So I'm like, oh, no worry. You know, Sergio had the the truck yesterday. I'm sure, you know, I'll find it where we usually put our stuff and I go looking and um, nowhere to be found. So I call, you know, my husband and I'm like, hey, honey, um, I can't find the keys. Where are they? And he's like, I don't know, maybe you should, you know, look here, there. Anyways, um, to not make the story long, because it was long, two hours later, after I missed my daughter's graduation or ceremony thing, um, I found the keys, and the keys were in the bed right there, just nicely put. I don't know if my son grabbed them or if something happened, and it was a really sad moment for me. I had to watch her award ceremony through FaceTime, and I couldn't be there because I could not find the car keys. Look how ridiculous that is, you know? Um, But the funny thing is that as I was looking for these keys, and I was in my room, and I, I just felt this prompting. Like, I felt it, like, look in the bed, right? But I'm like, does it make sense? Why would they be in the bed? Like, that does not make sense. And so, anyways, I ignored it. And literally, after I had been looking for two hours, literally, I mean, at this point, I took the kids out of the car in case some of you are wondering what happened to the kids. They were out of the car, right? And I'm going crazy, flipping sofas and, you know, just so upset. At one point, I just sat and cried. And another point, I was hungry, got some snacks, kept looking. You know, I was like a whole, I mean, it was two hours. And right before I was like ready to give up, 
I go back up to our room and I just was like, I'm going to listen to that prompting, to that nudge, to look where, you know, I, I feel like it doesn't make sense for them to be there. And sure enough, I see the keys just there in the middle of the bed, just staring at me like, here I am, you know. Um, and so anyways, talk about promptings, talk about those nudges that sometimes we feel and we don't know what to do about them. That's something that you feel that's telling you to do something or not to do something. And, and sometimes we think it's our, it's our conscience, but can I propose to you that maybe those nudges that you feel, those promptings that you feel can be the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And what is a prompting? A prompting is knowing down on the inside of you and something that is telling you what to do. And the Holy Spirit will prompt us to do things. And sometimes you just have a knowing of I know that I know that I have to do this. I know that I know that I need to go there. I know that I know that maybe I shouldn't be watching this. I know that I know that maybe I shouldn't be spending my time this way. And, and sometimes we listen to that prompting. But a lot of times we ignore it, and the more that we ignore it, the less that we can hear it. But the Holy Spirit will prompt you as you open up your heart to him. And as you open up your heart and you say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. You know, as I was looking for those keys, I was praying. And I was like, Holy Spirit, like show me where they are. I don't want to miss this important moment for my daughter. And I was praying and I felt it, but it just didn't make sense. So I didn't even care to look where I felt like I needed to look. And 1 Kings 19, 11 and 12 describes this prompting or also known as a still small voice that the Lord used with Elijah. And Elijah was a prophet and God called him to do great things, but he went through a season of discouragement. He went through a season of not really feeling like he was listening to God and he, he was like asking God to help him out. And 1 Kings 19.11 says, go out and stand before me on the mountain. And this is the Lord speaking to him. The Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in an earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. Or a still small voice, another translation tells us. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the still small voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And I love this beautiful example of how God speaks to us. 
because God's voice sometimes isn't heard in the windstorm, right? In the earthquake here, it says that his voice was not there in the fire. And we're looking for these mighty signs. God, what do I do? God, what is next? God, what is it that I need to be doing in this season? And we're looking for a confirmation and, you know, just like the sky to tell you. And, and all of a sudden that you're going to look up and your answer is going to be right there. And, and we're frustrated because we don't see the signs that we want to see. But can I just encourage you that God is going to speak to you in whatever way he has to speak to you. But with, sometimes we have to lean in because it is going to be a st still, small voice, a whisper. And so many of us, we need to get to a place in our lives where we are quiet and we listen to his voice. This doesn't mean that we're going to try to hear audible noises or sounds. I, I personally have never heard God speak to me in an audible way. If you have, please come talk to me. I'd love to know about that experience. But most of the time, the way that God speaks is, is through a still, small, quiet whisper says go, stop, forgive, let go, don't take it personal, it's not about you and it's those little still small voices and the Holy Spirit will prompt you, he will guide you and he will gently lead you to the places that he is calling you to go. He's never going to manipulate you. He is going to be gentle and he will always encourage you in the right direction. Now, if you are too consumed with your plan, this, then you, you come to God and you're like, God, this is my five-year plan. This is my timing that I have to get married, you know, in two years, nothing less, only two years, God. And this is on my agenda. And if you're coming to God with your five-year plan and already a set idea of what you need, then you are not going to make room for him to speak to you, right? Sometimes we're too locked in the way that we think, in the way that things ought to be, that we would don't even hear God speaking and we don't recognize his voice or the promptings because we have our ideologies, we have our mind made up and we have, uh, we're too determined to follow our own set of ideas and plans. And if you are too determined to follow your own instinct and your own rules of life, you can miss the gentle leading of the Holy Spirit and lose whatever it is that he wants to give you in that moment. And today I just truly want to encourage you with this. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. You're saying, wow, me? He wants to speak to me? I've never heard him. I, I don't even know what that looks like. I'm new to this whole Christianity thing. This is, this is new for me. What do you mean that God wants to speak to me? Yes, he wants to speak to every single one of us. That is his desire. And I love John 16, 13, 5. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. 
He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Have you ever wondered, God, what do you have in store for me? What is next in my life? What is that step that I need to take? And you're, you know, wondering and thinking you have your plan. And then you look at this verse and it tells you here that the Holy Spirit wants to tell you about your future. But how many times do we make room and space and say, God, what do you have for me in my future? He will bring you glory. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. What a promise from God that he will guide us into all truth, that he will tell us about our future that he wants to lead us and do life with us and show us and comfort us and help us and stand up for us. And in those moments, and we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside. And I don't know if you've ever wondered, how can I hear the Holy Spirit? How do I know that it's him, not me? How do I know what God wants me to do? And we have all asked ourselves those questions, especially when we are in seasons of life, of transition, of hardship, of what is next. We start to, God, speak to me. And, and you want him to speak to me, but you're like, how am I going to hear him? And today I want to propose to you three ways that I truly believe and, and, and biblically can confirm that he will speak to you. And number one. The Holy Spirit will speak to you through an intimate relationship with him. The key to knowing the Holy Spirit's voice is not a formula. It's not if you do this, then he's going to speak to you. If you're this way, if you go to church, if, if you're holier than others, he's going to speak to you. No, it's not. A method you can follow, well, if I do this, then maybe he'll do it. No, knowing the Holy Spirit's voice comes from an intimate love relationship with him. As he speaks and you respond, you will come to the, you will come to the point that you recognize his voice more and more clearly. You know, my daughter lately, uh, Gigi, she has been doing this like crazy scream that will freak you out. I mean, I am with her 24-7 and her scream till this day freaks me out. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, what do I do, you know? And, and it is loud, okay? And I have been trying to be really patient with this scream because I'm like, I don't know what the heck to do, um, you know? But the other day or yesterday we were at a wedding and I mean, she was like, so far from me and she screamed and I like looked up and I'm like yep that is my daughter that is her screaming right there right and it got me thinking that when we spend time with the Holy Spirit no matter what we're going through we will learn to recognize his voice in our lives because we have learned to recognize the voice of the enemy right when he's telling us all the lies and you're like okay I know that's not God 
We've learned to recognize the voice of our parents, right? That little small voice that is telling you things. You know the voice of your parent, right? You don't have to dig deeper. You know how that is. And you're doing something and then you're like, oh, what is my mom? What is my dad going to think about this? Doesn't matter what age you are. You've learned to recognize the voice of your spouse, right? You know when they speak. You know if they give you a certain eye. You know it's like good or bad. You, you know that because you spend time with them. You recognize the voice of your kids, of the people in your life because you spend time with them. You don't have to guess who it is that's speaking. You know them. You live with them. You do life with them. And the same thing can happen in an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. If I spend time with the Holy Spirit, I am going to recognize his voice. John 10, 17 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You know, when I first really gave my life to God, I remember thinking, I want, I want to learn. Like, how do you learn to hear God's voice? And, and do I have to take a class? Like, how do I, you know, read books? And, and those things are good. But that it says, my sheep hear my voice. It doesn't say my sheep need to learn to hear my voice. No. You can hear his voice if you lean in, if you open up your heart. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for many years or you became a Christian yesterday. You can hear the voice of your shepherd. We are his sheep. And it says here, it is a promise. They hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So can I encourage you today to lean in, to spend time with him? If you want to know what is next, if you want direction for your life, if you want things in your marriage to get better, if you want things in your parenting to get better, relationally you want to get better in your job, you want to get better, all the questions that you have today, and I know that a lot of us, if you're like me, you have a lot of questions. You have dreams that you want to achieve. You have goals that you have, and you're just like, what do I do? And we're thinking that we're going to have to figure it out on our own. And, and you don't have to figure things out on your own. All you have to do is lean in and say, Holy Spirit, will you show me? Will you guide me? Can you tell me what I have to do next? And then that still small voice will lead you, will show you, will guide you. And when we do life with him, when we live in relationship with him, in an intimate relationship with him, the clearer his voice will become to you. And I know this is sounding basic, but the truth is that how many of us truly desire to let the Holy Spirit speak to us we don't know what we don't know. And a lot of us, we've lived our lives listening to our own conscience, right? We're listening to logic. Well, this doesn't make sense. Why would I do this? And I don't know about that. We, we doubt. We question. And we learn to live our life that way. But can I challenge you to reprogram yourself and say, man, I don't want to take a step unless the Holy Spirit tells me that that's a step that I need to take. 
man, I don't want to date that person unless I have a conviction, a knowing that this is what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. I don't want to go into that business deal unless I have a conviction from the Holy Spirit that says this is what I need to do. And a lot of us, we have learned to live our lives just doing life our own way. And sometimes the way that the Holy Spirit will give you this conviction. And what is a conviction? A conviction is a strong belief. It's the state of being convinced and confident that something is true. This is what it is. This is a conviction. And sometimes the conviction of the Holy Spirit will be a green light. Okay, go for that business deal. Go for that relationship. I feel peace about it. I feel this is God. This is good. I, I have that easiness. Sometimes the conviction of the Holy Spirit will be like a yellow light. And you're like, oh, I don't know about this. There's an uneasiness in my spirit about it. Oh. And when you have that, can I encourage you? If you don't have peace about something, don't take the step. If you don't know that you need to do it, just wait until you have a conviction of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the Holy Spirit's conviction will be a straight no. Hey, don't go there. Don't do that. That's not for you, right? And a lot of us, it's really hard because we get in the situation of, okay, is this me, God? Is this you, Holy Spirit? But when you are pushed to make a decision, God will never push you into making a decision. God will never push you into something that is not right for you. So we have to be intentional in knowing God and spending time with him. And as we take that intentionality, we will learn to listen to his voice. And today I want to ask you, what voices are you listening to in your life? Are you listening to the voices of culture that tell you that you should be this and that by now because of your age? Are you listening to the voices of your family that maybe they, they have good intentions, but maybe that's not what the Holy Spirit is convicting you to do? Are you listening to the voices of what everybody else is saying? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And how do we know by spending time with him? Learning to be okay with silence, right? Turning some worship music on and saying, okay, I'm going to turn this music on. I'm going to try to shut the things around me. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to ask the questions that I need to ask and wait until he answers or be okay with knowing that right now, maybe I'm in a, I'm in a yellow light season. So I'm just, I'm not going to take steps. I'm going to wait until I have a conviction from the Holy Spirit. You know, it's so interesting when Sergio and I were um, praying and God had put in our hearts to start Somos. Um, the timing, we didn't know when that timing was going to be. It was just so many different things that we needed clarity and direction. And, um, and then the time came when we felt it is time, right? And we had a conviction. We knew we knew that God was calling us to start this church. We knew that he had put this on our hearts. 
And maybe things around us in the natural didn't make sense, but we knew that this is what we had to do. And in the journey of starting Somos, we had highs and we've had lows. But in those low moments, it has been so encouraging to know that, God, you brought me here. I had a conviction that this is what you called me to do. So in this moment, you're going to provide. You're going to come through. You want to make sure that when you make a, de a decision, you have that conviction. Because it is going to get hard. But when you have a conviction of the Holy Spirit, you're going to know that even when it's hard, even when it doesn't make sense, standing up here every Sunday sometimes is hard, right? Sometimes it's like, who am I to, to share this message? Like, I have a lot that I am working through and growing in my personal life. And I'm like, God, do you really want me to do this? And it's not easy. It's uncomfortable sometimes. But I have a conviction of the Holy Spirit that called me to do this. So can I encourage you to lean into your relationship with him? To ask him the questions that you're wondering? To really learn to listen to his voice. Number two, how to hear the Holy Spirit by reading his word. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. And when we open up the Bible, right, when we say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up the word of God, can you invite the Holy Spirit in and can you say, Holy Spirit, teach me something today? Holy Spirit, can you confirm what I'm going through today through your word? Holy Spirit, can you bring me to a place in your word that I'm going to know that I should do this or that I shouldn't do that? Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You know, this verse truly came alive to me in this uh, preparation of this message because it is so true. The word of God is alive. So what does that mean? It's that it's active, that it wants to speak to you, that as you open up your Bible, there will be something alive in there for you to catch. There will be a story. There will be an encouragement. There will be one word. It is alive and powerful. It is sharp. And if you truly want to hear the Holy Spirit, you need to open up your word. And how do we do this, right? Sometimes we have the time to get into a time of uh, quiet where we open up our, our word. We turn on some worship music. And, and I encourage you, get a journal. Have a journal next to your Bible. And as something pops up, you write that down because sometimes the way that God speaks to us, you will read something and it will jump at you. I mean, it will be like highlighted for you and you're like, well, that's exactly what I needed. And that is the Holy Spirit talking to you, confirming something to you, encouraging you, showing you. So let's be intentional about spending time in his word. You know, the other day I was praying for my marriage and 
and it's like, Holy Spirit, help me to be the, the wife that you've called me to be. I know sometimes I can be difficult. And I was having this prayer, right? And, and as I read my word, you know, I, I opened it into my plan. And I was like, okay, speak to me, Holy Spirit, through your word. Teach me something today. And that specific day, I was reading Judges 16. And it was a story of Samson and Delilah. And Samson, he had strength about him that he could not share with anybody. If he shared his secret with somebody, then he would lose his strength. So he meets this girl, Delilah, and, and, and Delilah has it as a, as a mission. I am going to find out what this man's strength comes from, where this, this strength comes from. So I was reading Judges and I was getting into the story and verse 15, it says, Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. And then verse 16, with such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. And I felt those words jump to me. And I was like, I don't want to be that God. I don't want to be nagging my husband. And I literally sat there and I was like, God, if this is how you're speaking to me, I receive it. And it's crazy because that day... I had a hard day, and my first intention was to just call my husband up and tell him about it and just say, I can't believe it. The kids, and I have all the responsibility today, and you're at work, and look at, you know, I just had this whole thing. And then the Holy Spirit brought me to, with such nagging, she prodded him day after day. And I was like, you know what? I do not want to be known for that. And so the Holy Spirit will talk to you. I am, I am like a testament of this, right? It's the little words. It's the, the scripture that you will read and it's that still, small voice. And yes, it's funny, but that's what I needed, right? It it's, sounds a little bit ridiculous, but I needed to hear this. I needed to read this and... It's through his word that he is going to guide you into learning principles for your life that will deepen your convictions. A conviction of loving and honoring God. A conviction of being a faithful steward, of being humble. All of those principles we learn through the Bible. And then when we include the Holy Spirit, we're like, okay, how do I honor how do I love? What is the next step I have to take? How do I serve you? So the Bible will give us those principles and the Holy Spirit will guide us step by step. And the one step you take, as you take that step of obedience, it will lead you to the next step. And, and then you are going to fully start operating in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Number three, how to hear the Holy Spirit. Number three, make room. Ephesians 5.18 says, be filled and constantly guided by the Holy Spirit. Be filled and constantly guided by the Holy Spirit. And these are my, my props. You can tell I have a, a one-year-old. Um, be filled and constantly guided by the Holy Spirit. It's not a one-time thing. It is a daily thing. But you know what is so interesting that we box up the Holy Spirit into a Sunday thing. 
into a hard moment in our lives, into a moment where we're going through stuff. And then when we, when we need something, we, oh, let me, let me get you back out, Holy Spirit. What do you want me to do? And, and I just want to ask you today, how can the Holy Spirit fill you up when you are already so full of so many things? And I want to give this example here because I think it is very interesting how we are filled with our own plans. We are filled with our own desires, but this is what I want, and this is the person that I want to marry. And even though it doesn't make sense, he is not a believer. He doesn't believe what I believe, but this is it, God. And here we are, and we, we put them in our, in our heart. God, I don't know the plans you have for me, but it makes sense, God, that I do this. I don't know what's next, but in my five-year plan, God, this is what I'm going to do. And, and now we have our own idea, our own plan, our own way of doing things, and we set it here. And then we're like, God, I don't understand what you're doing. You're taking a really long time, and I need to know now. So now we put my timing into the mix and then there's so many things that God wants to do and for you to discover and tap into. But then there's a little thing of stubbornness. Anybody stubborn here? You're like, I know God, I know what I need. I'm not going to wait for you. I I'm not going to see all the things that you're right in front of me, all the red flags. My timing is better than yours. And then we have this huge monster and that is our plans and our ideas and our way of thinking and we say God I don't know what you want but I know that this is what I want and so here we are and then we're saying Holy Spirit move in my life and the Holy Spirit is like what where like there's no room for me to move Holy Spirit, flow in me, fill me up. And the Holy Spirit is like, okay, awesome. But um, where can I fit in? Is it in your plans? Is it in your relationships? Is it in, in, in your timing and your purpose? And today, I want to invite you to truly make some room for the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do. Can we make some room for the Holy Spirit to fill us up? Can we make some room for the Holy Spirit to have his way in our lives? I don't know about you, but I am tired of trying to control, of trying to figure things out in my own strength. I am tired that things do not work out for me. I am tired of feeling like I am in step one all over again, dealing with this pain, dealing with the rejection, dealing with the trauma. God, I've given it to you, but why don't you answer my prayer? Have you ever felt that? Truly, I've given you this addiction. Why am I still struggling with it? I've given you this relationship. Why can I not let it go? And I ask the band to come on up as we close. And today, what I truly believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do 
is rid us of our own way of doing things. And truly what we need to do today is let go of all of these different things that have kept us where we are today. Because the reality is that he has more for you. He has more for you in your marriage. He has more for you in your business. He has more for you in your career. He has more for you in your parenting. He has more for you in your joy. He has more for you. And we need to make room for him to move. We need to let go and truly allow him to fill those things. And a lot of us, we have learned to live that way for so many years that we can imagine our lives without us being really empty for God to move in every single one of our hearts. We're like, what is, gonna, what is my life going to look like without me controlling, without this friendship, without this relationship, without this plan? And today, I want to encourage us to say, Holy Spirit, move in me. Holy Spirit, I am making room for you to move. We're going to make room for the Holy Spirit in our lives by letting go in faith, in faith of the things that we are holding on to. It's going to be in faith because right now you may say, well, I don't know if I can do that. It's hard. We're going to speak it before we actually see it. It is going to be in faith. So can you stand today? If you enjoyed today's message, please subscribe, like, and share. It helps more than you know. Also, if you'd like to be a part of the Somos Church giving family, you can do so today by going to somoschurch.cc slash give. Thanks so much for joining us. We're praying for you, and we hope you have an amazing day.